It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on the Washington football team with the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I am David Harris, the Washington football team writer for SI.com's Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Metter show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you, of course, for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen. Every day we are free, we are available on all platforms, and we are on Twitter at Russellmania621, at DHarrison82, and at Locked. WFT pod. Thank you again for making the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast your first listen every day. On this edition, this episode, we're going to give our final thoughts before Monday Night Football. Washington Football Team hosting Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks with a whole lot on the line, really for both teams. We think about a must-win for both teams, maybe a little bit more for one team than the other. But we're going to get into all that. We're also going to recap everything that happened over the weekend, Thanksgiving and Sunday, how it impact how it impacted the Washington Football Team and their playoff standing and division standing. But Chris. Welcome back. Happy Thanksgiving, or I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, of course. Uh, it's It's been a while since we've actually done this together because of the yes. holidays and travel and everything, so I hope you're doing well. Yeah, same to you, David. I hope uh, you and your family enjoyed. Hope everybody out there in the uh, listening audience had a good, healthy, safe, happy uh, Thanksgiving weekend filled with tryptophan comas and Dallas Cowboy and Philadelphia Eagle losses. Absolutely. It's always a good way to celebrate uh, the holiday. And, uh, you know, I I would say this. I mean, here we are uh, as we record this on Sunday night. Obviously, our game preview. Why? Because Washington playing on Monday night football for the one and only time uh, this year, which is just fine and dandy with me. The less primetime games, the better. Uh, Now, generally, of course, that means you stink. So you don't want to cover a lousy football team, but you certainly don't want to cover six, seven, five, whatever it is, primetime games. They're just bad nights. They're long nights. They're hard nights. And we all know, many of us know, I guess, the Washington football team's history on this particular series. Now, remember, they played Monday evening last year and beat the undefeated Steelers in Pittsburgh, David, a game that I was at. So I know it happened, but that did not count as Monday night football. So you have that whole stigma hanging over the head as we look at a possibility that the Washington football team with a win, with a win over the Seattle Seahawks on Monday night football, David, would be the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference, according to NFL GSIS and ESPN's playoff predictor. Now, we start with that as a big picture, right? Because right now, we don't have that information, of course, because the game hasn't happened yet. We don't know if Washington's going to win. But if they win, they would improve to five and six. When you combine all of that, 
with Philadelphia losing on Sunday to the New York Giants, dropping to five and seven. Minnesota dropping to five and six. San Francisco vaulting ahead into the sixth spot in the East or in the NFC Conference playoff standings at six and five. Carolina getting drubbed in Miami and dropping to five and seven. When you do all the math, even though there's right now as it stands here on Sunday night, like a bunch of teams in plate or ahead of ahead of Washington for the current playoff picture. Again, with a win, Washington jumps from 12th right now, Sunday night, into seventh because of all the mathematical tiebreakers and everything that happened around them. How about them apples? Yeah, it's it's crazy the way that the NFL can shift. And this is, uh, you know, going back just a couple of weeks. And, and I've mentioned a couple of times here on the show, but I wrote an article for SI.com that said, you know, whether or not fans should be looking towards the draft or if they should still keep their playoff hopes alive and basically making the case for why you could go either way. And and Washington football team, fortunately, I think I hope for the fan base anyway, has come alive and gone the direction of the playoff hunt. And I think it's exciting for the fan base. Obviously, it's exciting for the franchise and as they try to hopefully get a little bit healthier, it actually sets them up in a way that they could actually be able to make a late season push. Again, going back to the early part of the season, you know, a murderer's row of competition. And, and you, you start with the Chargers that a lot of people had a lot of excitement for in the beginning of the season, still a winning record. The Buffalo Bills and kind of their get right game uh, against the Washington football team, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and even, you know, in some of their struggles, still a very good uh, team. If you watch the New Orleans Saints now, you can tell that they're a much better team with Jameis Winston, then you have Aaron Rodgers all before the bye week, you know what I mean? And then to come out of the bye week and to beat Tom Brady, uh, Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton, all that excitement. Granted, I think after their loss to Miami, I think a, a lot of the shine is off of that signing and that return uh, of Cam Newton, but you know, they've still got a ways to go, but it's good to see that. And then Chris, not to get too far ahead, but I mean, this is, this is kind of what I do sometimes. And we were talking off air about it. Uh, assuming again, that Washington defeats Seattle assuming that Washington can beat the Raiders on the road next week and the Cowboys lose to the New Orleans Saints, which might seem a little far-fetched, but again, it's kind of an any given Sunday type of scenario. The Washington football team home game, their next home game after the Seattle Seahawks against the Dallas Cowboys would be for first place in the division. If those two things, if the Cowboys lose this, or they already lost this week, if they lose next week, Right. Washington wins the next two games, including tonight against the CLC Hawks. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Cowboy Washington football team game in week 14 it was, it would be for first place in the NFC East. Which is pretty incredible when you think of where this team was just a couple of weeks ago. And again, long way to go before you get there. Got to win, obviously, on this Monday night. Got to sh- sh- follow up that uh, with a, a almost West Coast road trip on a very short week against a Raider team. Uh, that's not that great, in my opinion, David, I don't think in anybody's opinion, but buoyed by a road win Thanksgiving desperation style uh, against those Dallas Cowboys for the Vegas Raiders. You don't know how that building is going to play and all that stuff. So again, a lot of work to be done between now and then. Maybe we're jumping a little bit ahead of ourselves too much, but I certainly understand where you're coming from because you start to see, well, if this happens, if that happens, if this happens, if that And we talked about this, I think, uh, in, 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 in a very early episode last week uh, before the holiday that, you know, by the time if this scenario played out and that scenario played out and this scenario and that by the time we got to the end of Monday night football, that Washington could be in the seventh spot. And here we are again right now. 
right now with a win. And yes, that scenario plays out. So real quickly, um, I just wanted to point this out. Um, you know, I mentioned them winning on, on, on the Monday evening last year against undefeated Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. That does not count qual- you know, technically as a Monday night football game. When they say Monday night football, that doesn't mean play on a Monday. That means Monday night football, whatever is designated as the ESPN quote unquote Monday night football game. Last year, in that particular case, there was uh, another game, I think it was San Francisco and Arizona, if memory serves me correct, that followed the Washington Pittsburgh game. So that did not count as a quote unquote Monday night football win. So coming into this game, David, they looked to snap a seven game losing streak in that series on Monday night football. The last time they won a game that I was also at a long time ago and many, many, many brain cells ago in Dallas, in Jerry's world, October 27th, 2014, overtime, Jay Gruden's first year, Jim Hazlitt and the Washington defense sacked Tony Romo eight times, eight times, and just beat him to shreds. And they beat a six and one Dallas team. So that was the last time they technically won in the series known as Monday Night Football. And they also lost that year on Monday Night Football, also in 2014, earlier in the year to the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. So a little bit of symmetry, if you will, in all the numbers here. Yeah, it's a branding thing, right? Not not all tissues are Kleenex, but Kleenex is tissue. So Absolutely. No doubt about it. All right, guys. So we are just getting rock and roll. We're going to have our player of the games. We're going to have our keys to the game. We're going to have everything uh, getting ready for uh, the Monday night football game and as well the injury report. Who is in and who is out? But I have a question for you. Does this sound familiar? you got one device that lets you catch the game live another one that lets you stream the favorite shows that you might have you're watching sports highlights on your phone my son does that all the time uh, and he tells me about it all the time uh, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff whatever the good stuff might be could be a lot of good things uh, well i want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your tv together david and i want to let you know about direct TV stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy any more devices ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, get your TV together, get your life together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And compatible device required content varies by package. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen each 
And every day, along with David Harrison at DHarrison82, I'm Chris Russell at WrestleMania621. You can listen to the podcast uh, or follow the podcast, I should say, at Pod. David, let's get into the injury report for the Washington football team. So with Thanksgiving throwing me off, I haven't been out at the facility um, you know, honestly, in, in a couple of days, I uh, went out for COVID testing for whatever that's worth. Uh, but, you know, following it from afar and watching all the beat reporters and whatever, you got a good feeling throughout the week that Curtis Samuel was going to be available. He is questionable for this game. But he is fully expected to play, barring some sort of last second setback, I think he's going to be on a pitch count, a very strict pitch count. You're probably not going to see him anywhere near what you're hoping to, but remember a short week ahead, they don't want to have what happened in Atlanta where he played way too much because of injury, because of need, all of that. They don't want to set him back again. So I would venture to guess 12 to 15 snaps for Curtis Samuel uh, for this game, but I do think he's going to play. And it looks like Washington, and maybe by the time you guys listen to this, is going to officially get Logan Thomas back for the first time since also that game in Atlanta week four. So David, Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas, again, barring any late last second setbacks, both probably on a limited pitch count, how big of a factor uh, and how big of a lift, I guess, is, is that for Washington, being that we don't know exactly what kind of contribution they're going to make? Oh, it's, it's huge either way. And I mean, honestly, just the, just the fact that they're quote unquote expected to come back, like the, the thing about injury reports, right? And I know a lot of times, you know, we out here doing this job get, get frustrated with coaches. And actually, I was watching some press conference footage with Pete Carroll, uh, and they were asking Pete Carroll about DJ Reed. Uh, the cornerback that they've been missing for a couple games there in Seattle. And ask, and they were asking Pete if there's been any updates or anything like that. And at one point, he finally just kind of broke down and said, listen, we're not required to talk about injuries right now, so I'm not going to talk about injuries right now. And it's because of the strategy of it. Because if I tell you, you know, a, a media member as a head coach on Tuesday ahead of a Sunday matchup or a Monday Night Football matchup that Antonio Gibson is not going to play – that gives you plenty of information and plenty of stuff to write about and anticipation for what J.D. McKissick is going to do and Jared Patterson and the fans can make their fantasy roster lineup adjustments and all that other great stuff. And that's all fine and good. The problem is it also gives the Seattle Seahawks plenty of time to understand and adjust their game plan. So what the Seattle Seahawks have had to do is plan for the Washington football team offense that has Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas has either Curtis Samuel or Logan Thomas or doesn't have either Curtis Samuel or Logan Thomas. Those are the three teams, actually four teams, really, if you think about it, that the Seattle Seahawks have been trying to get uh, to to prepare for. And granted, they've got some other people in in the building that have already kind of been formulating some plans and everything else. So it's not quite as daunting as it sounds, but that is why these things kind of so because because I know, you know, on social media fans where it might be wondering, well, if you're socially Logan Thomas is going to play on Monday or, or Curtis Samuel is going to play on Monday, why not just say they're playing on Monday, activate them on, I don't know, Thursday or Friday instead of waiting till Monday, the day of? Well, because the NFL allows you right. to wait until the day of. So take advantage of every strategic opportunity you have, because if those guys are on the field, Chris, this offense has already been humming. You have a little bit of a concern that inserting them back in, really inserting Logan back in and inserting Curtis Samuel in for, I I would kind of accumulate his appearances as the first time could 
fix what ain't broke, right? But at the end of the day, from a raw athleticism point, they bring more athleticism to the field. So you have to incorporate them and you have to put them in there. Now, if if the, the product on the field starts to kind of dwindle down, then I think you see them fall back on a little bit of what's made them successful over the last two weeks. But this really has the potential to open up a lot of space on the field, a lot in the playbook, and a lot for quarterback Taylor Heineke specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Adam Humphreys is questionable as well. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that because obviously if Humphreys, for whatever reason, misses the game, that's going to take away a little something, especially on third down. He's been a key uh, component on this team being better uh, on third down. And already they're going to be without Ricky Seals-Jones, who's officially doubtful. But when a player is doubtful, they pretty much have no chance of playing. And they've already ruled out Sam Cosme and Tyler Larson. And that's, I guess, the big concern now that you're getting some of these pieces back, David, is – you know, I, I feel like fine with Cornelius Lucas at right tackle. Of course, if something happens to him, then they have a whole nother. But now they're on center number three, mm-hmm. and that's Wes Schweitzer at center because Larson's out, who was replacing Chase Roulier. So you have Schweitzer at center. But again, if something happens to Brandon Sheriff, if something happens to Eric Flowers, then they don't have Schweitzer to go in because Schweitzer's stuck playing center. If they yeah. lose Schweitzer at some point early in the game, then Keith Ismael is not ready to go uh, and is in the second year, has no playing experience, uh, has to play. I mean, you know, again, ifs and you know what's, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, whatever that saying is that I probably shouldn't say. But the, the point of, of the matter is, you know, just when you think you're starting to get healthy, just when you think you're starting to get back, boom, uh, this could obviously, uh, you know, grab them. But I would say this. If there's a defense that you probably want to go against, if you're a little bit light, if you will, um, in terms of the offensive line, it's probably Seattle's, right? right? I mean, no longer is this the ferocious defense that everybody came to, you know, quite honestly, be accustomed to. It doesn't mean that they can't hurt you. It doesn't mean that a guy like Dunlop can't get after you or Bobby Wagner, obviously, at middle linebacker, but this is not a good defense anymore. Jamal Adams is a great blitzer, and he causes all sorts of problems. But, I mean, if you can find a way to keep him in coverage as opposed to attacking the line of scrimmage, you're going to beat this Seattle defense. This is not a good Seattle defense. Yeah, yeah, far cry. The the Legion of Boom is is a part of Seattle history, not part of their, their present, and it hasn't been – uh, in a really long time. So, yeah, if, if you have, like you said, if you have a defense you want to face while you're on the mend yourself, this is right. probably the one to do it. They still got to go out there and execute. But, I mean, Seattle itself, uh, for all the problems they've had execution-wise and production on offense and defense, they're also coming in with some very important injuries. Uh, cornerback Trey Brown, the, the rookie, the impressive rookie that they've had this season, he he got injured last week. He's out for the yep. season. He's, yep. he's not just out for the game. He's gone. Uh, they're going to be without tackle Jamarco Jones. They're going to be without guard Damian Lewis, running back Rashad Penny, and Travis Homer both are out. So DJ Dallas probably was going to get a lot of work anyway, but you expect now he's going to get even more with those two guys on. And speaking of DJ Reed, the other starting cornerback that up until last week was has been out for two weeks, and then they look to get him back, and now Trey Brown is gone. DJ Reed does look good to go for Seattle, so you expect him to be playing a lot on Terry McLaurin. But now you're, I mean, you're looking at Trey. Listen, Trey Brown. It's not like he was like the number one corner in the NFL draft or anything. Okay. Like he, he was doing well for what he was asked to do and he was having a very good season, relatively speaking. 
that's relatively speaking on a very weak defense as a rookie on that defense. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, the 30th ranked pass defense, and one of their starting cornerbacks is coming back from missing weeks of action. Yep. So there's always a little rust there. And then their other starting cornerback out for the season. Yeah, no doubt about it. This is a defense that Washington certainly uh, can take advantage of. There is no doubt about that. Now, you don't want to get too cocky, obviously. Uh, you know, you want to make sure you do all the things well. So why don't we do this? Why don't we uh, take our final time out and then we'll leave more time, obviously, uh, for voicemail and then keys to the game, player of the game, uh, all that good stuff as we get you set for this all-important Monday night football game. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And guys, it's here, the best Monday of the year, right? Not only do you have the Washington football team playing on Monday and hopefully a win, but it's also Cyber Monday and Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Before the game, and while you're listening to the Locked On Washington football team podcast, go to built.com, get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide. And even bigger discounts on Built Boost, broth, and Built Swag. How about that, huh? A brand new Built Bar Flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday. It's called Caramel Almond Delight. David, I had two Caramel Almond Delights on my travels this weekend, they are delish. Get them, guys. Caramelized uh, chocolate, mm, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. And they're only 150 calories with 17 grams of protein. This season, you might be craving white chocolate. For a limited time, you can get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor. It's called White Chocolate Cheesecake, the yummy protein treat filled with a marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate. Oh, so good. Tis the season to save and give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com right now, guys, for these incredible new tasting bars and 20% off of everything that's built.com. Enter the promo code LOCKED20 before it's too late. Yeah, of course, the holiday season is always tied up with football around this time of year, and nothing goes better with football than holiday cheer. Celebrations, of course, when your team is doing well and betonline.ag, who has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines. Than ever before, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your sports action. So head over to the updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On with your first deposit. Again, you make your first deposit, use a promo code Locked On, and you get a 50% welcome bonus from our friends over at BetOnline.ag just for being a listener of this show. And it's not just football. BetOnline's got pro and college hoops, hockey, boxing, UFC, bowl game action, and or NCAA. Playoff action is coming. Your favorite Vegas casino games are there as well. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online. We're stuffed with deals past Thanksgiving into the holiday season. Wrapping up this final episode, final preview episode, rather, of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Thanks again for making us your first listen every day. Washington football team hosting the Seattle Seahawks, Chris Russell and David Harrison at WrestleMania621 at DHarrison82 on Twitter. The show at Locks WFT Pod. Chris, we're going to make some predictions, our key to the game, player of the game, bowl prediction or score prediction. But first, uh, someone who should be excited about the white chocolate arriving to Built.com. Let's hear from our guy, Camion. What it do, what it do, Camion here. Monday night. Oof. First off, happy Thanksgiving, I hope. 
Both of y'all had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. Let's get straight to these predictions. I know, David, I heard yours on the crossover. And I'm going to disagree. I don't think it's going to be close. It's going to be more than three. I honestly see a great game plan getting put into place. I actually think that this game, Washington is going to break the 30 mark, 35. My gut says 14, but I, I give up 17. No, you know what? I'm going with my gut. Huh. 35-14. I said uh, my player of the game uh, last week was going to be JD, and I'm going to pick him again. I think he's going to continue that trend when uh, when needed come in. Great punch. Let me know what y'all think. Holla. All right, Camion. Thank you as always. And, uh, of course, when Camion says it, right, David, don't we have to believe it? I think we do. I mean – you know, his predictions now are, are like, you know, basically write them down and etch them in stone. So 35-14 uh, for Camion, who certainly sounds confident. Let's get to our keys to the game, uh, David. Um, and and I, I guess I'll go here first. Um, you know, to me, this is a game that with the Seahawks coming cross country, I think they've got mathematically maybe a 1% chance is what I last saw. I don't know if that's changed um, with Sunday and Thursday's result, but they had a 1% chance of making the playoffs after last Sunday, losing to Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals. Good team, Colt McCoy, though, at home. So they're 3-7. and seven. What are they playing for? Outside of pride, I don't know, right? Um, this isn't a divisional game. Yes, it's a conference game. I mean, there's not a lot of juice, if you will, outside of the Monday night football stage, I guess. And maybe Russell Wilson trying to get on track after two iffy games coming back from the finger surgery. And hopefully his finger's not feeling a whole lot better. So to me, this is a game that Washington has to put the, the just, I, I mean, combo left right under uppercut knockout blow in the first quarter quarter and a half if this game's like six to three in the third quarter they're in trouble in my opinion um one way or the other meaning washington if they are up by let's call it two scores let's say 10 to 14 points Middle of the second quarter, you probably feel good about this one. Get on Seattle early. Don't give them any reason for confidence. See if you can take any fight, any spirit, any will, any whatever, any hope, any any something out of them. Get the Monday night football win for whatever that's worth. Again, not worth a whole lot, but it is something uh, as a storyline in this game. Get the crowd into it. Hopefully, there'll be more than 55,000 people uh, at FedEx Field. I don't know how much confidence you should have in that, but hopefully, it will be a night where Washington can kind of have a little bit of fun, where they could run the ball at will, and they can break the back of the Seattle Seahawks, who we already talked about, uh, no longer possess a, a, a never mind a great defense. They don't even possess a good defense. This should be a game that Washington takes control of early and goes on to win. Yeah, absolutely. And my key to the game for the Washington football team to get a win is to limit explosive plays. Look, the Seattle defense isn't very good. The Seattle offense honestly hasn't been 
all that great either. They, they, they rank 20th right now in explosive runs, which explosive runs are runs of 10 yards or more. 11% of their carries are going for 10 yards or more. But on the passing side of things, they're actually ninth in the National Football League. 10% of Seattle's passes this season have gone for explosive games, which is 20 yards or more. So if you're the Washington, Washington football team defense, that's what you need to limit is those explosive passing plays, those mm-hmm. pass plays that go for 20 yards or more. So I think they need to keep them under that average, keep them under 10%. For the day. So if Russell Wilson throws it 30 times, you need fewer than three of those passes to be complete for explosive plays. And on the flip side of things, if you're Washington, you need to put pressure on that Seattle team by putting up points. And how are you going to do that? Well, by expanding your offense and the arrival of Logan Thomas, if everything goes right and goes well, will certainly help to do that, making him my player of the game for Washington. All right, Logan Thomas, even though he might be on a pitch count. uh, And again, as of this recording, he's not even officially off of IR, but he's expected to be so. On Monday, we'll see the corresponding roster move. I'm going to go with Jonathan Allen. Seattle has allowed 33 sacks in 10 games. They only have, I think, 17 from their own defense. So again, more than double. Uh, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, whoever the quarterback has been, obviously under pressure a lot. Jonathan Allen has been tearing up interior offensive lines. I expect him to do the same on Monday night. I'm going to go Jonathan Allen as my player of the game. And my bold prediction, Antonio Gibson fumbles again. Yeah. After scoring the game's first touchdown. That qualifies as a bold prediction, right? I think he continues his 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 tough running, his downhill running, his explosive in between the tackle running, David. But I'm still very much concerned about his ball security. I didn't like some of the things I saw in the second half of the win last week in Charlotte, even after getting benched. Uh, so I am concerned about that. But I think he scores the first touchdown, then fumbles again. Does he get benched? I don't know. I don't know what happens. But ultimately, that's my bold prediction. Yeah, that that's uh, that's a very realistic bold prediction. I think my bold prediction might be a little bit more unrealistic but i like going bold on these things i'm going with deandre carter the wide receiver outgaining every seattle wide receiver and that's not combined that's each of them so he's going to have more yards and more production than dk metcalf more production than than tyler lockett than all of those guys uh you look at deandre carter and so far this season his usage and his rate and his production has gone up seemingly almost every single week he's definitely carved himself out of role so even with curtis samuel potentially returning even with logan thomas potentially returning i think that they find a way to still keep keep him involved in the offense and keep him effective as a weapon. Right now, Chris, DeAndre Carter's played 42% of the offensive snaps, which going back to the beginning of the season, basically just a special teams guy, not getting a lot of burn on the offense. So the fact that he's almost up to 50% of the season snaps right now actually speaks to how effective he's been and how much they're kind of looking to get him involved more and more. And of course, that's going to take us into our final score predictions. Uh, again, Camion's got Washington winning 35 to 14. Over at betonline.ag, Washington football team right now, even odds with the Seattle Seahawks. Basically, the books don't know which way this game is going to go, so they're giving you the same odds for either team. They're going to collect from those who lose. They're going to pay those who win. I've got Washington winning this game. My score prediction, Chris, I'm going to get a little sentimental here with it. A lot of stuff happening with Sean Taylor this week. The anniversary hmm. of uh, when he was killed uh, came, and pa- came and went this week before we had a chance to record Washington football team announcing that they're going to be establishing a memorial for Sean Taylor, which I think is great. And they're doing it like a year or so out. So they have plenty of time to not involve porta potties in the production of it. Uh, <laughs> and then Sean Taylor's little brother closing the game out with an interception on yeah. the anniversary for the Rice Owls. I've got Washington winning, Chris, 
36, Sean Taylor's number as a rookie to 21. I like that. I didn't even think about that when you put that score up on our little notepad here, but I love the explanation of that. Boy, that would be really, really cool to have that kind of symmetry uh, there. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be as sentimental, but I am going to pick Washington to win. But David, I think it's going to be closer than most people want it to be and think it will be 24-21 Washington, but they get the win. Thanks to Camion for the great voicemail. As always, thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast with David Harrison and myself, Chris Russell, the first listen each and every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On Best podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. If you have a question or a topic you want to get in on, hit the voicemail line 301-615-3577. Do it right after the game on Monday night so we can incorporate you in as quickly as possible. 301-615-3577 or lockwftpod at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us here on this go-home edition of the Lockdown Washington Football Team podcast. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Football Team, Press.com's Fan Nation Upgrade. Chris Russell, Russell, and Medhurst will be out at FedEx Field Monday afternoon from 3 to 6 before the Washington football team official pregame show. Join us then right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.